It's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so, so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. Good morning, happy Friday, or whenever it is that you're listening to this. I did want to record this as a video podcast. However, I am moving this weekend, moving house, so it's all been a bit manic and there's things all over the all over the flat, so it wasn't really a possibility. But I'm sure we will talk about this again because I get questions about this all the time. And it's been one of the biggest things to change my personal life. And basically just start off my self-development journey and what that is as you've probably already seen by the title of this podcast is journaling everyone asks me all the time about journaling and how you do it and the point is there are no rules but let's go back to the beginning my journaling journey started well I've always jotted things down I I've always been really good at English and that was my degree. So I've always loved writing and reading. So I've always jotted a few bits down here and there, but never really, I never really knew what journaling was or understood it or, well, it just didn't flag as something that I should do. So the time when I started actually getting into it was when COVID hit. So I was living in London in nine to five. And then when COVID hit, my parents were really worried that I would end up being stuck in London and they wanted to get me out of there. So I had two weeks left of my rent, hadn't found anywhere to move to, which had been quite challenging emotionally at the time. I'd gone to look around a lot of different places and couldn't find anywhere. But it all worked out in my favour as I went home and only had to pay two extra weeks before um, my tenancy ended. So then I was at home and being with my family, we are really close, me, my mum and my sister. And so we'd literally during the day, be other than when I was working, every break, every morning from 7am until the time we went to bed would be together. It would feel weird going into a room by myself. Um, I'd feel like I was being a moody teenager and I was so aware of not coming across as a moody teenager um, that... I, yeah, would spend all my time with them and it would just feel weird if one of us wasn't there. So that's just how it was. I was also quite into photography at the time. So between the two of those reasons, I started trying to wake up at 5am. 5am because during, well, I guess lockdown kicked in. It was March, wasn't it? So around that time, it would have still been dark in the mornings, which I found quite nice. Um, But as it got lighter, 5am was good because... I wanted to take photos of the sunrise, but when it got to peak summer, you know, it it's sunrise at the sun's up by 4.30 in the morning. So that was not a possibility. But in that time, I sort of, I don't know how it came came around, but I think part of the sort of 5am 5 5 club, which I didn't do officially, I just wanted to try it, um, was that you journal in the morning. And so I would started getting into the daily habit of journaling. Also, when you wake up, um, they say... I don't know what what self-development practices it's in, but one of them says that you should immediately get up at 5am and, and do some exercise. For me, that doesn't work. I was in a house where you can hear everything, so and I was in like a tiny room, so when I say tiny, um, you literally couldn't do anything um, because I'd sort of put my bed in what had been used as a storage 
area on the top floor. So I was no longer in an open space. I was in sort of the storagey area. Um, but it was big enough to have a, have a bed. It was also used as an office. Um, but again, no space to do any press ups or anything. Um, so I couldn't do that. But also, I don't know if you've ever tried waking up early, but if you're waking up early and you can't move from your bed, then it's very difficult to stay awake. So actually having a practice such as taking my journal off my bedside table, getting the pen out and writing keeps you awake, right? You have to have your eyes open in order to write. So it was a great practice to get me started um, with the 5 a.m.s. And naturally, you know, I, I will go and get my journal actually and I will read you what my first entries were. So my first entry was from March, I think it was three weeks into the lockdown. I was writing about how it had been three weeks and how um, I'd had a fitness Instagram when I was in London because in recovering from a breakup I'd been through, I hit the gym like nothing else. I didn't have any friends in London, so it, I did like a a like a pub crawl, but of pure gyms, of gyms in London to, um, with my plus membership. It was a great way to explore parts of London and meet people. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So my first journal entry was writing about that and about how, um, I'd sort of developed the confidence to just post whatever, post how I was feeling and stories, which before might have been, um, a bit anxiety inducing. So yeah, it was, and I'd also, seen on the day that I wrote about it um, that my previous partner had got a new partner and that sort of it was a day of reflection and of moving on which was very liberating and that started my journaling um, uh, experience so from then on I was just write down anything that sort of came up anything that I wanted to to write about but no particular psychological analyses or anything specific um, just how I was feeling or what had happened during the day it was also quite irregular so it wasn't every day or every morning um, and that's why that first journal is a bit strange because I can't quite, um, like I can't look back on how sort of lockdown was. Only the very the, the the few times that I did write. Now, when I moved out and at the end of lockdown, um, moved back into London around uh, August time, September, yeah, September time. That was when I started writing consistently. And since then, I've written pretty much every single day. Unless I'm out and there's literally no opportunity, I will, every time I leave the house, my journal will be in my bag. It's like <laughs> having, taking a friend with you everywhere that you can just talk to and get advice from whenever you need it. I don't go without my journal. And if I, I have, uh, from the past, what, two, two years has it been since COVID? Yeah. Um, last two years, I've probably got about seven journals. Um, and each one is roughly two months. So, um, the one I'm currently writing and I'm only halfway through and that's already been two months because the journal is so big, but the normal journal sizes that I go through and depending on how much I'm writing, um, they, they are pretty much consistently two months each. And so I just got in the habit of writing every morning, writing during the day if there was anything that came up and writing at the end of the day. Um, my most significant moment when I remember 
writing and working through something was when at work I was in a situation where we'd employed someone new for the basically to replicate my position but for a a different um campus I was working at a university so we uh, working for a students union actually and the students union had two different campuses so they hired another coordinator and this coordinator um at the time as a whole union we were establishing different projects and who would be taking on those projects it was the first time we'd ever done anything like that before we'd sort of just take on everything and it would be quite a scattered approach so this was quite an organized approach she joined just after we'd started working through these things and I'd been given a couple of projects now I'd never been given projects before so there was there was one in particular that I knew was my own project and everything that I was doing sort of she wanted to be a part of and come to meetings and things and I felt I I felt um, frustrated by this. And so I thought, okay, well, let's unpick this. Why am I feeling frustrated? I had a one-to-one with my manager later that day when she'd asked to sort of work 50-50 on this project. And I wanted to work, understand my emotions before being in that meeting because I didn't know what I would say. I'd probably complain or maybe not. I didn't understand the way I was feeling. So it would just come across as frustrated and, and as though I wanted the project. But actually when I... I journaled about it and unpicked it. I thought, what is, what is happening? What is the situation? How am I feeling about the situation? And then why am I feeling about this about the situation? So what I realized was that I actually didn't care about the project that I was leading on. I didn't care. I would quite happily have given it to her. But what I needed was a sense that I had a project of my own, that I had something for myself before I had nobody had known what was going on I didn't know what was mine what I was doing and so in this in this situation I didn't care what project I was doing just that I had ownership of something so it was a really memorable experience because it was the first time I'd worked through understanding why I was feeling the way I was feeling and it making sense and then helping me to know what my next steps were so by the time the one-to-one meeting with my manager came around I said to her this particular individual it seems like she wants to be doing, like getting involved with everything, which totally cool. If she wants to lead on this project, I actually don't mind. All I need from a personal sense is to feel like I've got ownership of something. So with that in mind, is there something I can have ownership of? Um, and my manager completely understood and it made sense. And it meant that I didn't hate, I didn't have any resentment for this individual who wanted to be part of the project. I recognized that she was as excited as I was and that she was as passionate as I was. She wasn't trying to take anything off me. She wasn't trying to beat me in any way. She was just excited and, and, and we both wanted to feel like we had ownership of something and it made sense. As that was the first time where I really felt that and that was fully due to the journaling. Now, after around this period of time, I start, I, I'm part of this book club that is run by a woman called Francesca Amber, who is an expert. Well, I guess, yeah, you call her an expert in the law of attraction and the idea of manifestation. Um, and in the book club, the first book that they did was The Magic, which is the 30 day um, sort of law of attraction, um, like manifestation experience and the first exercise that you ever do is every single morning coming up with eight uh, eight ten things that you are grateful for now people struggle to think of three so ten is a massive commitment so that quickly became my daily ritual so I would grab my I mean I had to do it, it was part of the program 
So I would grab my journal and I would write how I was feeling because it felt weird to just suddenly write down a gratitude list. So the things that I would write were like, good morning, um, as though I'm writing to a friend. And then after talking about how I'd slept or how I was feeling, I would write the 10 things I was grateful for and why. Because if you just write what you're grateful for, then there's no emotional um, charge behind that. So you've got to write what you're grateful for and why. And the, the challenge was also that you couldn't write the same thing twice. They had to be different every single day. And so this further, um, because it was quite near the beginning of my journaling um, experience, it quickly implemented this as a habit that I would do on a daily basis. Um, which yeah was incredibly positive. And from there, I would just write whenever I was struggling with something, whenever I didn't understand how I was feeling, whenever I just wanted to talk to somebody, but didn't want to talk to somebody, <laughs> if you know what I mean, I would write in the journal. And that's what I did. And so it has been the best habit I could have got into from the from the the perspective that it's made me a more positive person because of the um, um, the gratitude lists I was doing. It's given me time to reflect before um, reacting to things that people are doing, which intrinsically improved my relationships and my relationship with myself. So that is as simple as I can give it to you. The things that I if I would advise against anything with journaling is one, don't get a, a diary. Don't get something that is dated because if you miss a day, you will feel like a failure. And if you have a busy day or you are starting off journaling, you will probably miss days. You won't be instantly consistent. And if, and I knew that when I'd had diaries in the past, I thought that I was a failure if I had missed out days. So just get a journal. And for some reason, I always write the date and the time. I don't know why, but I always write the time. Um, the second thing is my um, recommendation would be to not get, and I think not get a smart or really pretty, um, really expensive journal notebook because if you do you will want to write with the nicest handwriting with the nicest pen you won't want to screw up you won't want to ruin it but this thing is for you to express yourself as you wish which might be writing in big scruffy words it might be drawing I don't know so it's up to you what you use this for. There are some people who don't write the date and the time, but they just draw and they just, they use it to get things out. And that might be for you. But having a smart diary with the date and that looks amazing, looks really lovely, is going to hinder your ability to be authentic. So I just get like uh, journal notebooks for a couple of pounds from Sainsbury's or from random shops. Now, some of my a couple of my journals have been softback, but I find this really challenging when I'm out and about. It's it, For me, it's important that the my first journal was not lined, but I prefer lines. Um, I like to keep them neat so I can read back on them. So what I've found that worked for me is having a lined journal that is hardback. Um, so that when I'm in situations where I only have my journal, I can write on it without you know, finding it difficult where I have to lean on my knee or my leg. Um, so that's just what works for me. Journaling is your safe space. Journaling is not for anyone else to see. And it's important that you feel you can write whatever it is. Like I have a journal that's the at the beginning of it, it's filled with, um, what's it called? 
what's it called? Quantum physics. Quantum physics. I got really, I watched the um, His Dark Materials, the series, not the film, the series. And it in Philip Pullman writes a lot about dust in the his the trilogy, um, and dust is essentially, or uh, well, I don't think this is how it's described, but it's how I infer it: particles of emotion, which is kind of a crazy concept because we never thought that <laughs> that waves, sound waves existed. We never knew that atoms existed. We didn't know. We didn't know that taste buds were a thing, and we know all of that now. So life makes a lot more sense. But as far as we're aware, we cannot currently see particles of emotion. We don't think that that exists. And I got really, really into that. I was listening to a lot of uh, Philip Pullman's um, interviews. I love the way that he spoke. I was researching quantum physics and neuroscience and yeah I got flooded away with with that and that notebook in that notebook so a lot of that is is based around that another one oh I think it's actually part of the same book which is why it's probably my favorite favorite journal to date I had a wave of confidence which started the journey to becoming a uh, a mindset strategist full-time and a speaker and coach and content creator and so I was writing out examples of speeches and workshops in schools. And so it's got a whole, a, a ton of plans. Nowadays, I tend to put those ideas in, um, on different papers. So they don't get lost within journals, which I actually feel has taken out some of the magic and creativity of journaling. And I'd like to put that back in to some extent. Um, because it is lovely to read back through and I, I highlight quotes that I've written um, and powerful things that I've written that I think are amazing. And maybe I'll even include an ex excerpt, ex excerpt, no, ex excerpt, no, that's wrong. I can't think of the right word. Um, but you know, a, a section from the journal in this podcast. I will go and find one right now. Okay, so this is actually from my first journal, 28th of August, 2020. So this would have been the first month, very first month, very soon um, after I was in my flat in London. So um, yeah, fairly new to my, my journaling. Um, at 11, 11 a.m., I wrote, there's a lot of uncertainty at the minute. Uncertainty with plans, mum's house, my flat, my job. But I feel oddly calm about it all. No matter how messy and unknown things feel, they can only go one way. A weekend may be planned and replanned multiple times, but it will always only go one way. There are no retakes, no changes that can be made. The time has been used and has gone, and whatever is left, still to do, can be done in the next now. Because life is always now. There's no future if you think about it, just an ongoing present which accumulates into memories and physical changes, which are referred to as past. Planning is good because it allows you to work out the best way of doing something and to eliminate and prioritise. But at the end of the day, the event, period of time or situation will come and go and it will only ever be spent in one way, no matter how many times you play it out in your head. You could see this as pressure, and for some people, or in some situations, for instance, a work presentation or whatever, present pressure can be useful, but in the day-to-day, -day, it's often not. We spend so much time planning and replanning and running through future and past situations in our mind that we end up using the now to plan and worry about the now. You're in it. Use it as it is. Flow with it. Go with it. 
Don't be a worried mum, checking and rechecking her child's route to school, holding his hand, worrying about every danger. If you approach life this way, you'll be stressed out in the now and in a bad mood when the time arrives for whatever it is you're planning. Instead, focus on raising your vibrations, surrounding yourself mentally and physically, internally and externally, with good energy and positive thoughts. It will go well, but most importantly, it will go. We must be accepting that these moments are fleeting. They are hours for such a brief period of time that we most often forget we are in them. Let go of that which does not serve you. The moment is here to serve you. The now is here to serve you. Negative thoughts and excess worry are not. So some context behind why I wrote that was I had been considering the best way to do something. I'd been thinking, mulling over plans for something specific. And then last minute, the thing that all of these plans were sort of based on got cancelled and so everything fell apart and that was my realization writing it out in my journal that actually (laughs) no matter how many times you plan something it will only go one way and it's funny as I was reading that to you now I realize that my way of doing that is via TikTok so if you don't if if you don't follow me on TikTok it just search Izzy Miller and I'll come up But on TikTok, if I, at least how I started TikTok, I kind of used it like a journal. If I was struggling with something, I would think to myself, how would I help someone else? How would I advise someone else in this situation? But sometimes it feels stupid to sort of have that conversation in your head. So previously I would write it down in my journals, whereas when I started using TikTok, I would explain, I would say, do you feel like this? If so, maybe think about it this way. And that's how my TikTok started. So it's funny that actually TikTok's become, um, I sort of replicated what I did in my journal back in 2020. But that's just an example. And that's an example of something that is concise and does make sense. Um, Whereas if I look through the other entries in this journal, that's it, I should have said entries, not excerpt or whatever it is I'm trying to say. And there are quotes. So here it says, you are something the whole universe is doing in the same way that a wave is something the whole ocean is doing. The real deep down you is the whole universe. And that's by Alan Watts. Um, Whereas on the flips, on the next side, it's 10.56 p.m. Wow, what a day. I just finished up a session with my landlady who I was working for at the time. We talked about a lot blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm on the right path in that I know where my brain is messing with things, but I need to be, need to better filter between my brain and listen to myself more and not let my brain argue for or against everything, but just listen to what my intuition says. Um, I feel tonight has been a big night into my journey and I've got a lot to process. Um, And other times there are affirmations. So saying, um, I create my future. I am in the right place at the right time. Other times it's, again, the gratitude lists. It is, um, you know, where most people in situations where they're hanging about will go on their phone. I might journal. So (laughs) it's really just a really brilliant way, a perfect way of creating a relationship with yourself. So if you feel like you don't really know yourself, if you feel like you don't get enough enough time to yourself, then I would highly, highly recommend journaling. Um, This has been a bit of a a ramble. Again, I I wanted to do this as a sit down in front of the camera um, so you could watch this. 
But due to moving, that's not the way this has played out, which is totally fine. Um, I've had some responses that, uh, that that some people prefer this sort of ramble. It makes it sound more personal. It makes it sound like we're just having a chat. So again, let me know if, if you do prefer these or if you do like having a mix between the more structured in front of the camera filming or whether where it's, you know, I've got statistics, I've got facts, it's very concise or whether you like it when I just <laughs> open my voice memos or sit in front of the camera and just chat with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you prefer. To me, this feels really disjointed. And although it's based on one topic, it, it's not um, concise and, you know, bish bash bosh, which is like the others are. Um, but maybe you like that. I actually, with Francesca Amber, the law of attraction ex- expert that I still listen to her two years later, I'm or a year later, I'm still consuming her content and she very much talks about her own experiences and just chats and I for some reason love it so I don't know what you prefer but in the meantime I will continue doing a combination of the two and the next time that I sit down in front of the camera and you watch a podcast video will be from my new house so go and get yourself a a a notebook it can literally be like the scruffier the better and when you wake up Take five minutes to jot down how you're feeling, three things that you're grateful for and a way in which you're going to inspire yourself for the day, something you're looking forward to. That way you address the present, you address the past and you also address the future. And that is, in my opinion, the best way to approach your day. So with that in mind, thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and your weekend. And all that's left to say is... I appreciate you.